before we talk about the ayah, we need to, to talk a little bit about the, the word jihad in the Quran, where it came from. And uh, if all the topics related to Islam, the most two topics that people have misconception about is jihad and women. Jihad and women. Wherever you go, you find people say, ah, oh, jihad, the Muslims are terrorists, the holy war, they deprive women from their rights, they do this, they, do, they persecute women. Actually, you hear the most, you know, the, the jihad and, and, and women. And the term holy war, actually, it's not an Arabic concept. The Arab has nothing called holy war. It's not an Islamic concept. And as a matter of fact, the first people who used the holy war were, were the crusade. When they were persecuted, when they were actually slaughtering the Jewish and uh, the Jews and the Muslims in Jerusalem. And this is where the holy war came from. The word jihad in Arabic, the root word for jihada. And jihada means to exert an energy. In Arabic they say jihada nafsahu. Like someone exerts his utmost ability in order to do something. And uh, the first time which the word jim ha dal was mentioned in the Quran, jahada, was a verse revealed upon Rasulullah when he was in Mecca. It says, وَجَاهِدُهُمْ بِهِ جِهَادًا كَبِيرًا جَاهِدُهُمْ بِهِ Jahiruhum, make jihad with it, with what? With your tongue. That's the first word. That's the first time that the word jihad was mentioned in the Quran. And it meant the tongue. Use your tongue. Argue with them. Debate with them. Preach to them. Try to break it down to them. Use your tongue. But do not get yourself in trouble. Do not get yourself in trouble. And uh, the Prophet, we noted the Prophet ﷺ, you know, he used to leave when conversation get heated, he, he, would, he would leave. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that call people to the way of your Lord using wisdom and good preaching. What is really interesting, that war happens when that breaks down. War happens when there is no wisdom. War happens when there is no good preaching. In other words, war is a collapse of intelligent discourse. War is the collapse of intelligent discourse. And the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَلَا تَعْتَدُوا Do not be oppressive. Do not be oppressive. Or aggressors. And the Mu'tadi aggressor is someone who cannot settle his problems peacefully. There are three types of jihad that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Quran. The first is jihad al-nafs, struggle against the self. And when you struggle against the self, you struggle against your own passion and your own desire. And when you struggle against yourself, you need a higher power. And the higher power that you use in order to struggle against your own desires, is the aql, nuha, the intellect, the reason. Number two is the uh, struggle against the shaitan, to know everything about the shaitan, to know the traps of the shaitan. 
to close all the doors in front of the shaitan, to close all the avenues that the shaitan can get to your mind and get to your heart through. The third type of jihad is defending what is right. And there are some ayat in the Quran that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speak about that, and, but they did not come down all at once. First, at the beginning, when the Muslims were in Mecca, they were being persecuted. And the permission was not given to them to fight back. And the people, they used to go to the Prophet ﷺ, some of the companions like the, the weak, the freed slave who became Muslims, they used to go to the Master of Allah and they used to ask him, Ya Rasulullah, stansir lana, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us victory. And the Prophet used to tell him, you have to be patient. And he taught him how to be patient. Because now the, what the Prophet was doing is she's trying to instill faith in their hearts. Because it's not about fighting back now. It's about the foundation. It's about instilling or building Iman into your heart. Some of them, they couldn't take it. Like Abu Bakr al-Siddiq and noble people who became Muslims. They couldn't take it because those, those people were people of, of cards, people of bravery. And they, they, don't, they didn't want to be humiliated. And they, they didn't want to be treated the way they were treated. And they went to the Prophet ﷺ and Umar asked a few times, we should defend ourselves. We should fight him back. But Rasulullah would not allow him to fight back. Thirteen years later, the permission was given to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to fight. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Udina lilladhina yuqatiluna bi'annahum ghanum. That the permission has, granted, has been granted to those who have been persecuted. Permission to do what? Permission to fight back. Has been already granted to the Muslims who have been persecuted. So the permission came after the situation was, was different, when Muslims were in different situations, when their state changed. So the Muslims were persecuted, they were driven out of their homeland, they've been treated really bad, they've been put into a lot of trials. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to them, now the permission is given to you to fight. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, الَّذِينَ أَخْرُجُوا مِنْ دِيَارِهِمْ بِغَيْرِ حَقِّ Those who were driven out of their homeland without any legitimate excuse or any right, their only crimes was to say, La ilaha illallah. Their only crime that they will worship in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and serve in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's the, that's the reason of fighting. When someone trying to oppose your religion, when someone is fighting you regarding your religion, or when someone you know, drives you out of your land, that's when you fight. There's so many ayat, as we said, that an ayat that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَقَتُلُوهُمْ حَيْثُ تَقِتْتُمُوهُمْ You know, kill them wherever you see them, wherever they are. And some of our brothers and our sisters, when they read this ayat, they get scared. And then when they are questioned by a non-Muslim, what do you say about this? It's in your book. They get really embarrassed and they don't know what to say. But again, brothers and sisters, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not for you to drive rules out of it. If you did not spend enough time to study the book, 
with uh, with with teachers, or he didn't study, didn't go to school to, to study uh, tafsir, should not drive any rooms from the Quran. You know, this ayat, yes, it's in the Quran, it's in Surah At-Tawbah, who recite some room today. But the ayat in Surah At-Tawbah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he has a, a special occasion. And the occasion that the, the politics of Mecca, they had a treaty with the Messenger of Allah. And the treaty was unfair to Muslims. And all the companions, including Abu Bakr and Umar, they refused. They refused to sign the treaty. And they were asking Rasulullah, Ya Rasulullah, do not let them do that. Don't sign this treaty, it's unfair for us. But Rasulullah says, I will sign the treaty, I will agree with whatever they want, as long as that will lead us to peace, I will sign it. So one of the terms of the treaty is the length of the treaty, it was 10 years. Quraysh, they violated the terms of the treaty four years, after four years after they signed it. So the Prophet وسلم, he, they had to bear the consequences. They killed some of the allies of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, in, in, in the Haram. And the people, they went to the Messenger of Allah and they said, Ya Rasulullah, they killed us, O Messenger of Allah, while, while we were in a state of sujood and ruku'ah. So the Prophet had to take revenge. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down and he says, Fight him back. Fight him back. And then he says, And do not be oppressive. Do not, do not go beyond limits. Fight him completely, just like they fight you completely. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also said in the Quran, That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not prohibit you to show kindness and gentleness to those who did not fight you regarding your religion or causing you problems regarding your religion. SubhanAllah. There is one of the most beautiful ayat in the Quran. It says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَوْلَا دَفْعُ اللَّهِ النَّاسَ وَلَوْلَا دَفْعُ اللَّهِ النَّاسَ بَعْضَهُمْ بِبَعْضٍ لَهُ دِمَتْ صَوَامِرٍ If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not stop a group of people by using others to stop them, churches, mosques, and synagogues would have been destroyed. I mean, this ayah is enough proof that the, the transgression is rooted in human being. So the ayah now, it says, وَأَعِبُّ لَهُمْ مَسْتَطَعْتُمْ Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself for war. Or always be in a preparation. Why? Because the best way to maintain peace is to always be prepared for war. Unfortunately, this is the reality. This is the truth. And this is the reality of the, of the world that we live in. Until humans can sit together, and they can settle and resolve their issues and work out their problems. So as long as there are some people who want to take things by force, you will also need to have others who will stop them. This is the meaning of the verse. So when you see Wa'udullah must be prepared for war, that, that, that's not a call for violence. It's not. It's not. But this is the best way to maintain peace. Because if, if your neighbor is getting up every morning and just slamming you in the face and, and, and hit you and hit your kids and, and, and break your windows, you know, and if you don't say anything, 
Well, he's going to come one day and drive you out of your house and take the house by force. Right? So you have to be prepared to maintain this peace. That's the meaning of the ayah, subhanAllah. And every animal, every animal that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created has the concept of self-defense mechanism. I mean, if somebody push you or, or if, you, if you fall in the ground, what do you do? You put your hand out. If somebody trying to hit you in the face, what do you do? You cover your face. And subhanAllah, this is just like something that, that, that every civil law in the whole world recognizes. You know, the right to defend yourself. And look at the, at the rules of the rules of engagement of the Prophet and what the Sahaba after Rasulullah did. Rasulullah said, and this is a mutawatir hadith. This is la taqtulul asala al nisa. He said, Sallallahu do not kill women, do not kill children in war. And he said, Sallallahu do not poison arrows. Do not poison arrows. Do not poison water wells. Don't do that. This is the, the, the rules of engagement of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the person who sells weapons during fitna, during a time of war, is damned to hell. And you don't have to sell anything actually, you can just talk to make it worse, to cause disturbance, to cause disorder between two groups of people. Mal'oon. He's mal'oon. And Imam Shafi'i. And Imam Malik, I think also in, in, in Maliki Fiqh, they said that there is no such thing called a contract of selling weapons during a time of war. It's mafsukh. It's invalid contract. Invalid contract. To sell, to sell weapons during the fitna. These are the, the rules of engagement of Rasulullah You know, Rasulullah says, he used to say to the Sahaba, وَلَا تُغِيرُ عَلَيْهِمْ do not attack him during the night. Why? Do not attack him during the night. Why? Because Rasulullah is worried about their children and their and their kids. Those are the rules of engagement of engagement of Rasulullah. So when you see ayat like this in the Quran, don't feel bad. You know? You just need to learn first. You need to understand. The occasions, the reasons. Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say that? That's it. So be proud of yourself. Be proud of being Muslim.